0: Welcome to Zoe's Podcast Playlist, it's Entertainment Talks Podcast for Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist on NBC and E4. I'm your host, Matthew. Joining me today,
1: my co-host is Grey. How are you doing? I am good. Thank you so much for inviting me along. It's uh, really exciting to talk about this series, especially the final episode. Yeah, you're very, very welcome.
0: Um... Yeah, you know, you you tweeted at me. Was it yesterday? You said that you'd seen the finale, and uh, you hadn't spoiled anything or whatever. But you just said it was very emotional. And I was like, hey, maybe Gray Fancy's joining me. You know, literally tomorrow for the uh, for the season finale podcast because I kind of had had it planned as like, okay, end of the week, Friday night kind of thing. Um, and then I thought, hey, I'll I'll ask Gray if he can join me, and uh, here we are. So it worked am. out pretty nicely. So, yeah,
1: I mean, I, I'd done a little bit of saving up as well because. Um, I'd looked ahead and I saw the title of the two final episodes Okay. so when I'd watched um, episode 10 I thought all right I'm gonna save it and I'm gonna watch two back to back and yeah it, they were just two really good episodes and the last one in particular really got me really like hit me in the feels <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah certainly Um. so just like in a general sense uh, what did you think of this first season of Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist?
1: Do you know, it's a fantastic first season and there are so many things we can compare it to. Um, I, I grew up in the Glee generation, which was the first of those, the types of dramas that sort of embedded music in, in that way. And then we've been through things like Smash and then there are things that haven't worked. I, I don't know, there's, something, there's one on Netflix called Soundtrack, which all these ways of getting music into drama, I don't think anyone had really hit the sweet spot And then when I first started watching Zoe, it was just a punt. I I remember being on a podcast with Dave at Geek Town, and I thought, I'm just going to give Zoe's a go. And I just thought, for some reason, the way they built in that narrative of it being a a thing in her mind, and it was about the internal emotions, and wasn't just a quick, we need to get a Sia song, because Sia's part of our big conglomerate. I felt it was done in a really clever way. Um, And so it actually really invested in the characters and the story as well
0: yeah yeah oh sorry was you gonna say something
1: no no that was that was me breathing okay
0: (laughs) no worries uh yeah i i absolutely love this first season i have very very few problems with it i think that uh just just a fundamental idea that we're gonna have these characters around zoe you know her friends family co-workers boss etc we're gonna have this show to where when they think of something, whether it's positive, negative, something happy, something sad, whatever, a, a, any sort of emotion they come up with, we're gonna connect a song to that, and Zoe, along with the audience, along with the uh, the people us that are watching the show, are gonna actually witness, you know, these characters break out literally into song and dance. It it never should have worked out. Uh, it never should have worked as good as it was it never ever should have been that good just that specific part of the idea of the show um because i i know i've kind of said this a couple of times but you know i'll i'll kind of repeat a li- here it, it repeat it sorry here a little bit I remember when, um, because I'm pretty sure, I don't remember this for definite, but I'm pretty sure when, um, you know, when we get to May and we usually, we don't at the moment obviously, have the pilot season sort of thing. And I remember talking to David, I think on that very Geek Town episode, uh, because obviously he's the one that deals with TV and and film news and all that and pickups, renewals, cancellations, which is the point we're at now. So it must have been about a year ago today. Uh, or or a year ago, sort of roughly to this month, and I remember him reading out sort of the pitch of the show, and I was like, okay, it sounds kind of good, but like, is this is this characters having thoughts breaking out into song and dance going to work? And I remember thinking like, eh, it might it might be alright, it might be <laughs> it might be good, uh, and we didn't know what we were in for, we didn't know what sort of quality. Um, quality television we're in for and uh i'm just i can i continued to be stunned every single you know all 12 episodes of how well that worked and uh i'll admit you know in the pilot it was a little bit okay we have to get used to this idea at first it didn't like click in from the very first second it like happened it took you know hearing about the idea of that and then seeing it come together on screen um it took you know about half an episode or you know the pilot episode the introduction to kind of get going and whatever um but once it sort of clicked into place it never fell out of place if you if you get what i mean it never sort of was like was like weird or bad or whatever and as i would kind of discussed on previous podcasts of this of this show um even when you get kind of some of the more cringy music and stuff such as um what's his name here uh david zoe's older brother his um fiance i think the one that was pregnant remember when she kind of broke out into that weird song like, okay this is really really cringy but we're witnessing it with zoe and that just just that alone makes that idea so so much better because yes it is that songs like that and certain other ones in in the series not like all of them but you know a few of them were, just in mm. terms of what the characters would be singing about, and um, I think it's just that idea that it's not it's not witnessing your normal your everyday sort of musical or whatever. It's the fact of how it ties into the narrative of and the characters and everything that's going on, and you've uh, usually you know got the same reaction to Zoe as what what she's experiencing and that, and uh, I think that helped the show so so much. Um, what would you what do you think? How do you think the show? executed just that idea alone the whole thoughts to song break out in dance kind of thing how do you think it worked out
1: I think if you had shown if you turned up at an exec's office in America (laughs) and you wrote down what you wanted it to happen I imagine that the first response is oh Glee have done it you know sort of thing you know and I can imagine it was a hard sell but I think the execution because we are that's not the plot line is it that's a minor element of plot of of episode one that she has this MRI scan and this happens. The narratives that you have got are so strong and so diverse and hit so many avenues of like popular culture that you're on to a winner. And that's what I think they did was quite clever. They didn't then spend six episodes talking about her MRI scan and and exploiting that. They they just made it part of her and she was a believable character and you could understand her journey and the plots weren't glamorous. They weren't over the top soapy plots. They were just believable and you really invested in each character. And well, we look at the cast, a lot of that cast are so strong and they bring belief to the characters that you are sort of following so I think they did it really well. And I know that we're, we're talking about it still being on the bubble. And I just, I can't believe it's not got picked up so quickly. I I wonder if it's at the wrong time. Maybe this should have gone out in October. It should have been part of the the main season and maybe we would have had a pickup by now and a confirmation of season two. But I, to me, it's a winner. And I just think you should grab hold of this and it should go for another season and tell the next step of her story because there are storylines not tied up from this last episode. And the, the play out of where we're going now with her family is quite big. You know, I would be sad if it ended here. It feels unsatisfied if we go no season two. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, certainly. Um, this is just one one of them situations where like, if this show doesn't get renewed and does get cancelled, It's... I mean, this is a hidden gem on television. Like, this is a show that isn't watched by very many people. Uh, I think on the previous podcast i did uh i I gave the ratings a quick sort of check, and they are in like you know the two million kind of range, which I don't know you know n b c's got different expectations to other networks Because um, 'cause you've got networks like the c w and that and they've some of their shows are in the hundred thousands instead of the millions um yeah. so so you do have different networks that have different expectations in that, and I don't know what like how n b c sort of runs that stuff or or what their expectations for the show were. But, um, yeah, it's a a very much hidden gem of of television, and uh, it really, really deserves to get a pick-up. I did say to Grey, just to um, put a note forward to what I said to Grey before we started, I'm going to check at the very, very end of this podcast and see if the show's been renewed, because as uh, some of you know who've listened to uh, the Batwoman podcast and the... um, westworld podcast we've been a little bit caught out by news by literally about 10 minutes uh, in certain situations so i'm just going to check that when we get to the uh the end of the podcast which isn't going to be yet
1: hey guys what's up this is donnie and i host the adulting with donnie podcast and this is not the show to listen to if you're trying to be a better adult i started this podcast as a way to offload some thoughts uh, that i have throughout the week My topics vary widely every week. Movies I've seen, guns and gun control, sex, people that are stupid, why I don't care about celebrity opinions, TV shows, snowmobiling, the list goes on and on. I'm always taking topic suggestions from fans of the show, too. So join me each week on Adulting with Donnie as I pour some bourbon and allow you to see the inner workings of the mind of a madman. Live free and rant hard.
0: Back to the show. Yeah, we should probably talk about... You talked about, obviously, the, the emotional beats of episodes 11 and 12. The, uh, basically, final stages of... Uh, it's Mitch, uh, Zoe's um, father. Um, yeah. And him passing away in episode 12 uh, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, hit me, hit me like a ton of bricks. I mean... In episode twelve, particularly where he's actually starting to uh, to, to degrade and that, and I think it's um, Howie the, the carer. He's talking about like stages with his lungs and different different parts of him. Starting like he he can't. Um, I think he says at the start of the episode that he can't like swallow and things like that. And then he's got the te- he's got the family sat around the table and trying to organise sort of what to do. From sort of those moments, and there's probably four or five points in this episode alone in in the twelfth episode, the finale, where yeah. But very, very emotional stuff. Um, how would you think the show handled the character's death? Uh Mitch?
1: I think there? it was it was very touching. It wasn't over glamorized Um it sort of you know, been watching T V for a long time. It was probably the first T V program in a long time that has made me feel that emotional since the early days of ER, when Doctor Green died, you know. And that was a long time ago. And it, it it didn't show it in a really obvious way like the beeping of the you know it was just right, about the emotion. That, yeah yeah it's about the emotion of the characters around you and i suppose that's where the song came in of for the wake that really carried that emotion through as an audience member mm. and just seeing the movement and i you know i've questioned whether that shot was done in one complete take because it was beautifully done that carried the emotion and took us on a journey through those characters and how each of them were becoming impacted through the death, either through the direct relation or through Zoe and being so close to her up until this point. Um, And yeah, I was really sort of like struggling not to sort of like get welled up with it. And this, you know, it's a beautiful song they chose. Um, And yeah, good writing, good writing, good direction. Um, so I was very impressed.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was, it was very, very impressive stuff. I think, um, the other, the other thing I wondered how they would deal with is we've known for quite a few episodes probably that, um, I, I think it was, I don't know, around episode five, six, seven, something like that maybe, where, uh, one of the doctors tells the actual family themselves that, um mitch is in his final stages i think it was pretty much from then onwards where it was like okay we know the dad's pretty much going to pass away either in episode like 11 or 12 it's either going to be the penultimate one or the or the actual season finale and um it's it's usually quite difficult for a tv show to to tell you in advance okay this character's pretty much going to die you know they're going to die you know it's probably going to be the end of the season but for it to still be so impactful is quite a difficult thing to do. And I think, you know, you could probably have guessed from maybe, I don't know, maybe the first episode when you when you kind of meet everybody and you see what condition Mitch is in. And there was obviously the possibility for him to get better. But do you know what I mean? In terms of, like, if let's say you switch on your average TV show and you know a character's going to die, but it's not going to be yet. It's going to be in, I don't know, six, seven episodes time or something like that. That's usually a very, very difficult thing to pull off. And I think they deserve... um a ton of credit for that because there's there's the difference between like okay it wasn't like okay this is a predictable kind of thing it was okay this is probably going to happen but it didn't feel like okay it you know you know what I mean in terms of the predictability of whether or not the character was going to die this was a, a very very sort of different situation um and just to go along with what you were kind of saying um yeah i mean when they go to the wake and that there's no conversations but it's you know this camera goes through the house and that and you see each character um even some of the people from work and uh mo her um neighbor or whatever um she's there as well and even though there's no conversations and stuff, you can still, because it's pretty much like the camera goes through silently, you see people shaking hands and hugging and, you know, having a drink and whatever, you know, things are still happening. But there's no conversations there. And it's just this, um, what was the song that was played there? The, um, sure. This will be the day that I die yeah. thing. I think it, Yeah, it was that song, wasn't it? Yeah. And that song is the only thing that you can hear, but just the, still still the amount of emotion they're able to get out of that I thought was uh, really, really incredible. Um, sometimes I don't notice things like one-shots and, and things like that, so it's interesting that you brought that up as well. It seemed like it kind of was, although there may have been a cut in there somewhere that I wouldn't have noticed.
1: Yeah, um, I was a little bit... Um, it's my old film teacher skills okay. going in here. I, I felt it was a one-shot, but I thought I there was a bit of continuity. I had a little bit of continuity um issues because i I thought i saw one character exit but then in the next shot they're in the next room but that's being really fussy i just (laughs) like the idea of it being that smooth flowing moment and we don't need conversation that the those journeys from the moment we knew um the father was dying Mm. is really about managing grief isn't it yeah it's about how each each character that interacts with zoe can manage the grief of what's going on. And what was really poignant was the conversation, was it in that app I because I watched them both together, I'm gonna get confused. Either in episode eleven, episode twelve, between her and Joan, when Joan sort of said to her about the loss of her own mother because she was working on the Google pen and Zoe was like, what's that? And she said, exactly. And it was that permission that the boss was giving Zoe to spend time with her father now regardless of how important their project was yeah and it was such an important like message to give about grief and acceptance and bereavement and especially if you do know um that you have to take that time and it, you know acceptance is key and accept that it is going to affect your life and make sure that you have that time to take it in and that was really poignant to me and that in the last couple of days waiting for to come and record with you that has really gone around in my head a lot about you know if you do have an ill family member considering the society we're in at the moment where it's all over the place you know I think being allowed to accept that grief and knowing that actually work isn't the most important thing at that time it's that family it's that coping it's that like management of it and i i just thought that was really well handled and a really really good bit of dialogue whoever came up with that then praise to them that was fantastic
0: yeah yeah I definitely agree with you with that um Joan's been an interesting character as well because there's been times where in a, in a comedic way where she's been the bossy kind of boss but then there's also been moments where like earlier in the season when um she confided in uh Zoe about her marriage and what she should do and that broke out into song and dance and that that worked out uh that you know was was done really really well and everything uh, I think that the scene you're talking about is in episode 11 because I think I remember yeah. that from, from, from a week ago um but uh, no that was a, another really great scene and it is those small moments in this show as well where like you you can tell that um both you know in humans and with with these characters and stuff that there's more grief behind the character than what they're showing because obviously people don't like to show their grief in in certain situations and that um yeah with with Simon and um how they kind of connected I thought was was really really great as well and especially in the you know in the in the finale and stuff um you know he, he he goes with this simple gesture because i was on on the topic of like slightly smaller scenes that are very very emotionally impactful uh because i talked about just then with with joan and everything um with simon and him saying like hey i know you're dealing with this massive grief stuff and i've got you know th- this small kind of helpful gesture with the la- with the lasagna and that and then it turns into this much bigger scene with okay you were there for me when my dad passed away different circumstances but still it's it's the loss of the father kind of thing isn't it that, that, that they're going for there and Simon saying, "You know, you were there for me. Yes, they've had their their bumps in the road. I mean, all all of the characters have had their bumps in the road with each other in in the show. But um, with Max and Simon and the whole love triangle thing, there's been a lot of bumps in the road there. But I did like how Simon kind of came back then, and you know, at that situation was like, you know, you were there for me. I, you know, um, I uh, you, sorry." with the whole like him saying okay I'm I'm gonna do the same thing for you kind of thing and I'm gonna be there for you and everything I thought that from from the little okay sort of like okay meeting up with her and the lasagna and stuff turning into okay I you were there for me I'm gonna be there for you kind of thing do you know what I mean that the way they get the emotion out of those sorts of smaller scenes I thought was just really really well done um in this show as well um just in terms of just in terms of uh, questions and curiosity and stuff, a lot of people, you know, over the show's run and things like that, have been saying, "Are you team Max or are you team Simon?" Um, who did you prefer her being with? I suppose which one does you work I was just about to throw
1: that question to you as well, <laughs> okay. and how I think I've changed throughout the season, and yeah, I mean, almost morally wrong when Simon was engaged, I was team Simon, but that the moment towards the end of the season, I sort of had so much more sort of emotion towards Max. And so the final episode was quite pleasing for me, but they're still in the back of my mind saying to me, how you were team Simon for a lot of the season. And it, I mean, that's why it's got to have a season two, Matt, because where do they go oh, yeah. with the love triangle and where does it's a heart and head thing. And it's, it's a a lust and love thing. I think Max is there for the long term and cares and loves her and would probably do anything for her. Simon at that moment is that lustful, something that she couldn't get. And the moment that she could get him, things changed. And then I'm thinking, well, if he was engaged before and found this person at work, couldn't he do that again? And could he suddenly be like, you know, oh yeah i i I, at the moment as i finished the episode i was team max but then when he rings simon and says i think i think you need to be here i was like that's why i'm team max because the jealousy thing that he had in the earlier part of the season goes when it comes to zoe's emotions Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. where where are you sitting (laughs) um see this
0: the weird thing is once we got to episode i think like eight or nine roughly and they had that scene at the bar and uh simon was doing sorry max uh, i get the two of them mixed up (laughs) max the one that she works with um when he was doing that song and saying like oh i i don't want you in all this and that and i remember when we got to about episode eight or nine and there was that certain um, position in the story and I was like I think this relationship is done and then we get to episode 12 and they're back together I thought it was brilliant um, I was at more points I think team Simon um, I just I, I think not because of the reason they connected but just the the, the way they connected um, I've, I found more chemistry I think between them two maybe but then now that we've got to the final episode and we can see the situation with all three of them I'm back on um, team uh, Max mm. I think given you know the the emotion in the finale and you know how they actually kind of got back together and stuff and and uh, Simon is Simon feels like the one who's more on the outs now but again that could change it, it sort of went back and forth itself with so many different episodes and um, just in terms of like you know cliches and love triangles and stuff like that. it never felt like boring or oh i'm I'm witnessing some witnessing you know silly relationship drama and all that sort of stuff so to to bring it back round to the sort of quality storytelling and things like that um it ne- for me it never got to sort of oh, can they settle this on and off love triangle kind of thing um somehow they just kept it engaging the the entire time I mean they kept the whole show engaging the entire time um in terms of everything that they did um what, what did you think of the way they handled that because in terms of you know love triangles or or squares such as we've had on walking dead and stuff like that um how how well do you think that they actually handled that because it can get pretty cliched those sorts of stories
1: yeah i mean there were elements of cliche um i suppose having the the fiance was was a bit of a cliche but i think it was handled quite well Mm. i just i just think it was it wasn't i I keep going back to it wasn't glamorized it wasn't soapy it wasn't you know a controversial and i suppose her understanding their emotions towards her broke down that barrier so nothing was a surprise when he like when max first announced he liked her but I just think it was done with heart and and I think it actually demonstrated the heart overhead thing um quite well and that, that shows you a good triangle and the only thing that always used to bug me is how much Max reminded me of her brother and sometimes you had to sort of take a second check about which one was coming into the scene. <laughs> so I think like Okay yeah. <laughs> but you know, I think they handled it quite well. Yeah. So I, yeah. yeah because it
0: is pretty easy to get on the, a slippery slope with that and make it just feel like too sort of you know over-the-top kind of drama in terms of the relationship and stuff. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about characters. Uh, any particular favourite characters? I mean, we like most of them, I think, but uh, any characters that stood out to you?
1: I think you have a really rich menu of actors here, and yeah. I think, you know, I've got to put my hand up and say... I, I'm really in love with a lot of the actors. One of my favourites, I think, is Alex Newell, um, who played Mo. A real um, diverse performer, and took the character on a range of emotions. When I first saw the character in the first episode, I think I was I was a bit like, oh, I'm not going to like them. But where they took that journey. And in terms of her story and the relationship as well that she had, I think that was really good, really well handled, a really good performer as well. I think the character I struggled with a little bit, um, if I'm going to put it on the other end, even though I liked the whole idea, was Joan, mainly because I, I wasn't too keen on the actress and I was told reliably the actress is really well known, but there was something about her that I didn't really believe that was the character and belonged there. Um, I, I know what the character was trying to do, but I just didn't prefer the actress who played her. And I might upset a lot of people listening or a lot of people who follow, but that's just, you know, that's just where I am. Um, I thought I love Max. I love Simon. Um, but yeah, my favorite was probably Mo. My least favorite was probably Joan. Hmm,
0: interesting. Um, yeah. I like Mo a lot as well. I think that character, Brought a surprising amount to the story. um And it's interesting with Mo as well because sometimes Mo wasn't in too many scenes, but when Mo was in a lot of scenes, it was really, really effective a lot of the time. um And there were certain situations as well where, yeah, Mo was just sort of one of the characters that, like, when. When the character was needed, they were there, and when the character wasn't sort of needed, they weren't there so much. But Mo never, Mo was never really involved in that much, to be honest. I mean, like, because I mean, it, it was more to do with like Zoe and her powers and stuff, and like the next morning she'd go and visit Mo and 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 that sort of stuff. But in terms of like the work stuff and the dad stuff, she uh, she wasn't that involved as much but when like the, the the amount that what i'm trying to say is the amount that they used Mo on screen i thought worked out really really well considering what she was uh kind of involved with as well yeah. so uh, yeah. i thought that was good uh least favorite character um where's his name here um leaf the the i've written him down as the, the rival uh um, oh, giving yeah. them all their kind of little little names or whatever um <laughs> Because I so, so at certain points, Leaf and Tobin. Tobin's the guy with the hat. Sometimes I would look at them characters and be like, "Okay, what's your what's your name again?" Kind of thing. So I had I had a little look up at the at the characters just before we started, and uh, wrote them wrote them down on that. But um, yeah, I mean, his story with uh, Joan was actually quite interesting and did go to you know a lot of emotional places in terms of is um was it is it is Joan like over her husband? Is she ready to move on? And then you've got Leaf, who's like, you know, properly sort of trying to get in there or whatever. And he's like head over hills for her and stuff like that. And again, that could be another one that's got like a lot of cliches and stuff. But I thought that worked out pretty well. Um, there's no characters that I dislike per se. Just in terms of least favourite, I think Leaf maybe goes in there. Uh, speaking of Tobin, he's another kind of character that like much more in the background. Wasn't in too many serious Sort of things, but he 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 popped up with the sort of quibby lines and the funny lines when when he was needed to do so, and uh, I thought that worked out pretty well. So that was good. Um, so yeah, those are those are some of my favourites. I like you know all the family, all the all the characters pretty much, and everything. So Mary
1: Steenburgen just amazing as the mum. I just thought she was really really good. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's uh, Maggie Zoe's mother. Yeah. So uh, yeah, she was she was brilliant as well. So. Um, That's most of the stuff I think we needed to cover. Um, Is there anything else you want to talk about? I mean, first first of all, um, we've heaped a lot of praise on this show. I think rightly so. It deserves as much praise as you could give it. And there was very, very little that the show did wrong. So much so that I can't remember my problems with the show. Um, (laughs) Do you you have any problems with the show necessarily?
1: Well, I was going to say, like, do you have your favorite way they executed a song and your least favorite way they executed a song in terms of what was going on? Um, and for example, I think American Pie won it for me at the end. You know that was beautifully delivered, and it was the final song of the season. Um, but I really, really thought it did it well. But I do think there was just one area that they they really struggled with. And again, this might be down to my dislike of Joan the boss, but I thought they really didn't need the boy is mine, which I think was in episode nine or ten and they were fighting over the programmers um and oh, i just that was thought, pretty cool i i mean i just i really struggled with it i think um but that's you know on a scale of this pro this program being fantastic if i was thinking about the way they that was probably my worst handled song and my best handled song was american pie um but i think yeah there were just some bits they don't i don't think they needed but i'm being really picky ask me to be picky, but yeah, I just think the boy's mind didn't work for me, maybe because I love that song. I grew up with that song in the background all the time as well. Okay. I used okay. to play at university. Um and then when they did it I was like, Oh, I don't like the way they've done that that you know that's just that's just an opinion do you have a best song you know favorite song from the series
0: i think not only from best song but maybe best episode i mean i know that obviously the finale has got all the gut punches in there all the heartbreak and everything with the with the dad passing away i i think it was Zoe's extraordinary glitch that was such a good episode um just the way they essentially flipped the tables to where zoe was the one that was singing and It's just the, oh, it cracked me up at the time. The realisation that, you know, when she'd done all that song and dancing, she'd gone up to, was it floor four or whatever, where where they're working? And she'd come and met um, Max, the one that she works with. um, And Max said to her, like, everyone just saw you do that. And my mind was just completely blown at that point. And then she does the song where, um, what's it, uh, Danny, the tech uh, billionaire, the one that comes in and they have to impress on that. And she Pressure, does this song, yeah. and yeah, and she does this song and dance on the table. That entire episode, just what what they did there with Zoe's songs and both um, Jane Levy or Levy, uh, her performance and that was, I, I was just stunned by by everything that they did there. Plus, that wasn't something that I don't think somebody could tell you like, okay, we expected at some point Zoe to break out into her own song because the fundamental idea was Zoe hearing other people and not her doing it herself. So once she started doing it. And uh, it was obviously to do with, you know, her being told, um, I think that was the episode, yeah, because she'd been told her dad was in the final stages, and you saw that, like, sort of um, uh, mental sort of crack that she had, or whatever, however, you, yeah, mental sort of breakdown, and then she slowly walked into work, and then she had the, uh, she started breaking out into the song. That that entire episode was, was incredible. So th- those are the songs I think I enjoyed the most. Um, for me, it wasn't about what song they chose necessarily, it was more about how they performed it and how... How it was kind of pulled off, so uh, yeah. I I really really enjoyed that. What what did you think of that episode at the time? The one where Zoe breaks out into her own songs. I that? I did
1: think it was really clever. I think I probably spent the the episodes up to that thinking, oh maybe Jane Levy's not going to sing at all. You know, <laughs> you know maybe it is all about the the performers she's got around her. But then when they did that, I was like, that's really clever. And they put it in a, the right place for the season. They didn't leave it to the end. They put it right where you probably needed it to drive so many plot points. She plot point with Max, plot point with Simon, plot point with work, plot point with her dad. It was like, actually, you did need that because we needed to get from Zoe her feelings about all these situations and give us some dips in the narrative as well. So, I, yeah, yeah I agree with you. A really strong episode.
0: Yeah, yeah, because there was a couple of episodes I remember talking about being, like, near perfect. I think it was that one... Even the one after or the one before that. It was that sort of section of the season. I thought had some some near-perfect episodes. So, Because um, to me, I think I've maybe said this before. I think the weakest episodes may be the pilot. But that's the one where you're getting used to this really tough-to-swallow idea of characters breaking out into song and dance because of their feelings. Which again, as I said before, was a concept that I never thought would work but does eventually. It's, it's just, with, with the pilot, it's just that idea of... Um, getting getting used to it, I think, which which took again, took a little bit of time, but once we got there it was it was really, really good. Um what do you think is maybe the weakest episode of the season?
1: Um I struggled with the one that was about her outburst where she sort of she had conflict with so many characters. I just felt it was a little bit it didn't sort of sit with me about how we'd got to know this character. Um, and you know we'd had her glitch and her emotions but then it was a couple of episodes later I think where she was just got cross with everybody um, and you know she sang things like that was the actually the episode the boy is mine in as well which probably <laughs> sort of rings it as a memory but yeah there was mad world was in that perfect was in that um, I love it and I just sort of think actually this that just frustrated me a little bit it was the one where Mo brings them both into her flat and plays the music and gets them to dance oh yeah yeah i just made it didn't sit with where the other episodes have been um but again that's that's a hard one to call um i suppose but because they're all so strong i mean they're and they're rated so strongly if you look at some of um what like imdb and the review sites they're all such strong episodes like rating so well yeah yeah so um i
0: know i asked you this about 10 minutes ago and then we kept chatting but because we, we'd love the show and we wanted to talk a lot about it um is there any other things you wanted to discuss we talked about pretty much i think most of it
1: including the actual you know finale That's, itself um i suppose for both of us and i know we we're gonna where where would we both like to see it go in season two if if season one had the focus on her dad mm. what what's some of the storylines you'd like to see develop you know maybe come into it a little bit more or new elements that you'd like to see in season two have you ever thought about that
0: um i don't know i haven't quite thought about that yet um i mean it was only about 20 or so minutes after uh, I watched the finale that I actually called you and started the podcast, <laughs> but uh, so I haven't quite put my mind in into that place yet. Um, I did read, speaking of like, season two plans and stuff, um, I did read, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, maybe at the start of May or something, uh, the showrunner basically said they had, uh, they talked to NBC and they'd kind of, they've pitched season two, basically, and they've got an idea of where they want to kind of go with it and stuff. Obviously, it, it didn't say what that was, but uh, I think that's, that's good that... Um, They've they've kind of set that out already. So basically if they get the go ahead for season 2. They can just pretty much start. I mean they can't start filming it obviously. But uh, they can go ahead with start, starting some sort of production or writing. Or you know th- th- those sorts of things. So um, yeah in terms of me. I haven't really thought about where season 2 could go yet. But uh, I'd be interested to see what they do in terms of replacing. Because the dad was more of the emotional stuff for Zoe and the family. Because that was the driving force of the more sad emotional parts of the show. Um, mm-hmm. so I'll be in, I'm interested to see how they replace that and what they, what they do there. Cause it was interesting as well with the, I think actually the final shot of the season when, um, she's actually singing just Zoe, sing, Zoe uh, yeah, Zoe's singing just sort of normally and, uh, she goes to sit down and then you look, she looks to her left and her, her dad's not in, uh, his, his seat and stuff. I thought that was, that was pretty sad. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see how they sort of replace that for, for next season as well. So, because, mm. uh, you know, she's still got the spark point work stuff. She's yeah. definitely still got the love triangle stuff there. Uh, mm-hmm. Mo has gotten back together with uh, Eddie. So, um, that's going to be interesting for the next season. She's um, going to be a
1: aunt, you know, imminently. What, what, and, what was you going to uh, say, sorry? She's going to be an aunt very imminently. Her brother's going to have the baby. And yeah. then you've got that yeah. element of the storyline as well. Her mum and moving on and where her mum's journey will go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. That'll all be very interesting for season two. Uh, so just to ask the audience as well, uh, what did you think of Zoe's extraordinary playlist for the first season? Did you like it less than we do? Did you somehow like it more than what we do? I don't know how that's possible, but because uh, we've given this show uh, quite a bit of praise. But uh, let us know what you thought. Send in your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments. Do you think the show will get renewed? Do you think it'll get cancelled? If it gets cancelled, do you think somebody else could pick it up, etc.? Uh, let us know, Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes. Uh, I guess one final question: Do you think
1: the show will be renewed? I hope so. I think it should be. Uh, yes, I think it will.
0: Yeah, hope so. So uh, I've, I, I there's been this feeling I've had for a few weeks of like, okay, just be prepared, like emotionally prepared from a particular moment if it doesn't get renewed, because um, it part part of me feels like okay, maybe it will, maybe it won't. Uh, I, it's it's difficult to tell at the moment. I think it will, but. I don't know, it's it's difficult to tell in this day and age, and like I said, I, I don't know what uh NBC kind of expected from the show, or how they sort of feel about things, so we shall see. Uh, so what I'm literally going to do is do the outro, and then I'm going to quickly check and see if the show's been renewed or cancelled, because uh, uh, if we stop recording now, it uh, might get renewed or cancelled, and then uh, I'll have to come back next time uh just in terms of what we're gonna do next um if the show gets renewed i'll leave the podcast just until next season and then do a season two preview if it gets cancelled i'll do a podcast again just discussing what that could mean for the show and and all that sort of stuff so uh, we shall see but uh, thank you all very much for listening Um, you can find everything else that we've got on entertainmenttalk.org just a quick note for those of you who might not be aware once we do the Gaming Talk podcast and the podcast for this series finale for Run on Wednesday I will be going on a break uh, on a a podcast break for. it's actually going to be for three weeks uh, I usually used to do two weeks, but uh, I want to take three weeks off. I've got a lot of stuff to watch of that. So uh, I've been preparing content in the break uh, the week after next Wednesday. So on the 3rd of June, Classic Reviews will be starting its fourth season. I've already recorded all 12 episodes, uh, so they will be going out over the next 12 weeks. I've recorded some other uh, podcasts and things as well uh, in the break. So yeah, content's going to slow down a little bit, but the things are still going to come out after uh, next Wednesday. So have a look out for all that, but you can find, like I said, all of that on entertainmenttalk dot org. Um, Gray, you can be found at Gray the Geek, correct? That's or it better? on Twitter,
1: Gray the Geek, and then uh, probably uh, once a month or so, I team up with Dave at Geek Town as well and uh, give him a review of what I've been doing. So
0: cool yeah, uh, you can find uh, Grey and myself both as different co-hosts as well as other people such as Bex uh, on GeekTown.co.uk if you want to find out if Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist has been renewed for season 2 and all your other t- TV and film news sorry, uh, you can find that GeekTown.co.uk if you want that in weekly podcast format Tuesdays, GeekTown Radio both on iTunes and on the GeekTown website as well, uh, speaking of Bex you can find her streaming quite regularly these days, uh, once, a, uh, once or twice a day for quite a long length of time, go and follow her on twitch she's doing a bunch of cool stuff on there uh trista Bytes, it's b y t e s because as she describes on every podcast uh she wanted to make a pun out of bytes or her name or something like that but uh go and check her out on there trista Bytes, b y t e s that's on twitch so go and look for that uh for entertainment talk if you want to support the podcast and support entertainment talk that would be very nice and very helpful and very very good uh there's a few different options for you we are on patreon please have a look at the one dollar and three dollar level tiers for review and ad-free podcast options. Amazon Affiliate Link, if you're buying stuff on Amazon, we can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you extra using the affiliate link. iTunes Feeds, like I said, you can both find Entertainment Talk and Geek Town um, on iTunes Feeds and Podcast Services. Go rate, review and subscribe to all of it and that will help us out as well. Uh, what's the other thing, word of mouth, you can tell people that you know about the website in the iTunes feed, social media of course is a very powerful thing these days Facebook and Twitter, you can share them on there and if you can, put them in different Facebook groups like we said, for streaming, Bex, Trista Bytes, B-Y-T-E-S over there me and David also stream sometimes on Twitch as well, and if you want to check out the FIFA streams, they are on Mixer and uh, Robert also streams on Mixer as well Um, last thing is look out for Let's Play Sundays I'm checking my notifications um I'm seeing something from Variety from Alan Sepinwall. Let me just click on that very quickly. I doubt if it's that, but I am just checking. Uh, no, we, what we do in the shadows has been renewed for Season 3. That's what Alan Sepinwall just tweeted about. So I can't see anything on Zoe, but I'm just checking because a few podcasts have caught me off guard lately with news. Uh, I'm not seeing anything in particular. I've checked Twitter here
1: as well. I, okay. I can't see anything. No,
0: so nothing yet. We will let you know. David will let you know on Geek Town. But thank you all very much for listening. Grey, thank you for joining me today. Hopefully we can do this at some point soon, once I come back from my break uh, in, in a couple of weeks' time. But thank you all very, very much for listening, and we will see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.